bonds. Each one you buy is a bullet in the barrel of your best guy's gun. Who will campaign door to door for America? Carry the flag shore to shore for America. From husband it's captain <laughs> stephen grant rogers it is captain america first avenger hi everyone now just so you know that wasn't katie with her beautiful baritone voice who was singing <laughs> with me he's come back i'm back again he's doing another back. one i can't believe it gareth you're back how you doing i'm great i'm back within like 12 hours it's amazing i would like to <laughs> commend you for your choice of headwear. Oh, thank you. He is wearing baseball cap with cap shield on it. I am wearing t-shirt with cap shield on it. Um, but we also have the girls here. Sarah, how you doing? I'm excellent. Not wearing any um, paraphernalia. Yeah. Merchandise. I'm really sorry about Upsetting. it. That's all right. Uh, Katie, how are you? Great, thanks. <laughs> also, Katie's wearing everything. She's decked out in scarves, <laughs> hats, glasses. She's actually wearing the showgirl outfit <laughs> from the musical <laughs> number. It's true. Um, in She's even got the flags with her, and I'm really proud. She danced while we sang. It was great. Um, so we'll do this up front because we did it at the end last time. What cocktails are happening today, mixologist? Oh, look, that's a really interesting question. Um, one went a lot more to plan than the others, but it's... That would be mine. <laughs> anyway, we're calling it the Star Spangled Man with a plan. Um, what's in it? Mac is frozen drinks of the blue, white, and red variety. I'm going to need flavours, Katie. <laughs> Shut up, Mac is now. <laughs> Raspberry, vanilla, and blueberry. Got it. Um, with, if you're Sarah, both vodka and tequila. I'm very sorry about this. Um, otherwise, vodka or tequila. Or, if you like me, nothing. <laughs> she has vodka. I saw Katie pour it in. Oh, I do too. No, yeah. I completely forgot. No, it's there. I thought I took it. Okay. Well, I might get a little bit tongue-tied this episode because thoughts of Steve Rogers do amazing things to my body. Um, but here we are. So, shall we just dive straight in? Let's do it. Okay. All right. I'm going to get my notebook out. I took lots of notes. There are lots of notes there. <laughs> it's so intense. So, Captain America, the first Avenger, um, directed by Joe Johnston, who we briefly mentioned last time, who also directed The Rocketeer. Classic um, film. Classic. Well, Billy Campbell was hot as. Classic as film. Jennifer Connolly. Um, oh, bless. I know. Um, it opened on, well, the premiere was on July 19th, 2011, um, and then wide release was July 22nd, 2011. It had a budget of 140 to $216.7 million. Hey. So I don't know if maybe it blew out with special effects or something. No. Um, and it raised <laughs> a modest 370.6 at the box office. Mm. Now, I just want to, yeah, I just want to put that in context with everything else. So, still better than Hulk. Um, yeah, but not much. So, Iron Man had 140 and brought in 585. Crazy. Hulk was 150, brought in 263. Um, Iron Man 2. Upped it slightly to two hundred for its budget, but brought in six hundred and twenty-three million dollars. <laughs> Thor had a hundred and fifty million dollar budget, brought in four hundred and forty-nine million dollars. So this is sitting comfortably second last with Hulk, um, <laughs> oh. but still it managed to double its budget if they even can't decide on how much Those the budget was. Don't include marketing though, which is 
Ah. So we don't know whether how much it actually brought By in. By the way, my source is Wikipedia, just so everyone <laughs> is aware. So that is film budget on what it costs to actually make the film, but not promotional materials whatsoever. And they do spend hundreds of millions of dollars of that. So this may have just been a break-even scenario. Oh, wow. Recap. Yeah. That's interesting, because I really enjoy the film. Um, okay. Weird. So. <laughs> I don't know what's given that away at all. Um, by the way, our windows are open, so if you hear dogs barking, we're actually recording in the daytime, not in the dead of night like we did yesterday. It's not Gillian Howe. <laughs> not yet. Um, we're still with Paramount. We've still got straight up murder, but it's of Nazis, so it's kind of socially acceptable. Everyone wants that. <laughs> um, and we also have straight up bum. So Iron Man 2 had straight up boobs, and this has straight up bum because a guy moons him at the USO show. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, did I miss that? Yeah, no, yeah I remember. So that. we get a little bit of nudity as well. So Paramount's still trying to dig in mm. um, and saying we're still here. So I just want to say thank you, Paramount, again. Um, Again, it's a strong beginning. Um, we go back to Norway, so we're obviously linking in from Thor. However, yep. we are in 1943, uh, and we actually find the Tesseract, um, which is hidden in the sculpture of Yggdrasil, which is the Tree of Life, by Red Skull. Um, hmm. We'll talk about him a bit later. There is a conversation. There is a conversation. <laughs> uh, but the Tesseract is now well and truly in play. In the MCU. Mm-hmm. Here it goes. This mm-hmm. is it. Um, then we flash to um, still 1943 and good old Steve's getting his medical to go into the army. But unfortunately, he's like a 4 foot 11, 90 pound weakling and has every disease under the sun. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I look like the Hulk, I have all... I look like the Hulk, but I have all of Steve's diseases. I feel like oh, right, I'm yeah. all the worst of the superheroes. <laughs> just kind of put together. Um he gets denied yet again. Now, special effects, because obviously if we've seen Chris Evans in real life, and if we haven't, everyone just look around my house, you'll see things. What did we think of the special effects of him looking skinny with the big head? Like, what did we really think? You wouldn't be overly impressed seeing that walk down the street, but it wouldn't be a shock to the system. Like, yeah. it's not a stare. Like, you wouldn't I, be like, what is wrong with that? I don't yeah. look at it like he's walking on like a, it's just a head bouncing on a yeah. green screen. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I mean by they've made it look Yeah, quite like, real. I think if we didn't know who Chris Evans was at all, I think they could get away with it a bit more. Okay. If okay. that makes sense. Like, we've and got hindsight in Yep. Yeah. Gareth. So my thing is, is this true? I don't know. This is what I heard at the time when all the questions came out about how did they do it. Because when it came out, people were like, is there a body double? Have they just done face recognition sort of stuff? Which is I have seen do. a credit for a body double, but I haven't heard them talk about that yeah. in... Um, well, the only thing I've ever yeah. heard about this was that he lost weight and filmed those scenes first and then did a bulk gains scenario. And so I think he wasn't so much CGI'd. I think they just, like, hobbited him and yeah. moved him down. Okay. They said that they used the same technology from Lord of yeah. the Rings and you can definitely tell when he's sitting in the car with Peggy going to yeah. the installation, it's that perspective yeah. thing that they did with Gandalf yeah. and... Yeah. Um, what's his name? Frodo. Yes. yes, so that's why I feel is they how they've done it successfully is they've just shrunk him rather than tried to just get someone and go, okay, I'm putting somebody else's body on you and making it look really weird and bizarreness, which I think is why it kind of worked. And I did think it, it worked. I, I believed it. Yeah, I believed it I too. It. And 
I think the part where it could be unbelievable is when the guy smacks him in the face in the alley, but you see all of the reactions yeah. and everything. And I've always wondered how, how. I'm looking for lines, like where have they done like <laughs> the um, the join up if it's someone else's body or whatever. But well, I have no, seen... Because that, um, that was body double, because that was him all entirely... Um, Chris Evans, but then it was the same thing again. Talking about Lord of the Rings, they had that ridiculously tall guy because they did that perspective with just showing the tall guy's shoulder yeah. and shooting downwards. Yeah, for him getting in. So that was just him doing. I have no... seen. I have seen a credit for a body double. I probably should look it up, but I might do yeah. that for the next episode. Um, cool. So from the get go, we get a premonition to what's about to happen. So he gets the shit bashed out of him in an alleyway, and he picks up a garbage lid, which looks like a shield, sure. and then later on one. We're buff AF and we decide to chase Richard Armitage through the streets. We pick up the taxi thing, which has the star on it. Um, but let's go back to being beat the crap out of in the alley because who comes and saves the day? Sarah, Gareth? Bucky! Oh. <laughs> it's Sergeant James Buchanan Barnes, Oof. 107. Oh, that wasn't a dog in the background, people. That was me. <laughs> Reporting for duty. Played by the... Puppy dog beautiful, Sebastian Stan. He's so cute. I need a moment. Hang on. <laughs> it actually just got really hot oh. in here and the windows are open. Oh. Um, what do we think of Bucky? Love him. Yeah. Oh, he's cute. He's, he's good. phenomenal. I, also, I really like his characterisation in this. Obviously, in later movies, we just get tortured individual. But there's a real range here, which I think is really subtly done. Mm. I really enjoy his performance. Um, and I'll talk a little bit later about one thing in particular. But on the talk of that, Sebastian Stan was actually up for Captain America. Along with everyone else ever invented. And we're about to talk about it now. So I'm just double-checking with Gareth. It goes in talks... Audition shortlist? Yes. Right. I understand. In talks, audition shortlist. Okay. So these were... So I'm just doing in talks and then obviously they fill out. Yeah. Then I'm doing <clears throat> people who auditioned but didn't get shortlisted and then we'll talk shortlist. Yeah. Okay. There is a lot of people, like they went through... Like, the William Morris agency must have just had someone going like, here's some more photos, here's some more photos, here's some more actors. Here we go. So in talks, and I am... So glad that both of these fell through. Will Smith. Oh, sweet lord. But I'm I will understand I'm understand I will understand. I will understand. I'm understanding that he was probably in talks to play the Sam Wilson version of the character. And Sam Worthington. Avatar. Australian <laughs> guy with a terrible, terrible American accent. So let's see. So this was for when was this made? It came out 2011, so I'm going to say they would have filmed 2009 to 10. Yeah, so 10 years ago, obviously, around about that time. Oh, so God. Have we seen him in anything since? No, because the world <laughs> realised that he's the shittest actor He was on Man on a Ledge. Who can forget the greatness that was Man on a Ledge? Me. Career on a Ledge. <laughs> career on a Ledge. Like, sorry, he's not very good, and the world has realised that, but he's actually a terrible actor. So that was obviously riding on the coattails of the fact that he Forrest Gumped his way into the biggest selling movie of all time. He Forrest Gumped his way into NIDA. Yeah, we know, yeah, because his girlfriend... Was. Anyway, his we're going to girl- talk about him. We're going to wasting time with him. His girlfriend auditioned for Nida and he went along to boost her morale and then they asked, you know, we don't have our quota of guys, do you want to just give it a go? And they accepted him and oh she got ditched. Don't think that relationship lasted long. They're probably married now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they were the in-talks. Goodbye. So these are people who actually auditioned. 
Kellen Lutz. Now, oh, another one of Gareth's favourites. Could have been tall. Um, Emmett from Twilight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will try. I will try yeah. and give characters that I know, so you can look up. Ryan Philippe. Love him. A bit old. Yeah, yeah. Not as old as the next person who oh, yeah. looks terribly old. Please say Judy Dench. <laughs> it was Anthony Hopkins. Oh. No, um, Dane Cook. Now I know him from the movie Good Luck Chuck. About, yeah. Yeah. The guy who screws girls and then they marry the man of their dreams. Yeah. Strange film, but <laughs> apparently they Very thought standard. he was good enough to oh. test for it. He has a great agent. Yeah. yeah. Um, Girls are not impressed by that. So. Oh, I no. because I ran out of room. <laughs> the one at the end I can't read. Oh, no, I can. Alexander Skarsgård. Again. Um, yeah, like he's got the blonde, blue-eyed thing, but I don't know. Anyway, I think he's more Thor than a He's boring Steve on screen. Rogers. I find him boring on screen. These mm. two offend me. To no end. Ooh. Kevin and Joe Jonas. What? Yep. Yep. Could you see them as Steve Rogers? What? <laughs> <laughs> I find that, yeah, I find that very strange. I'm offended. First of all, Kevin looks like a foot. <clears throat> it's not so Camp Leahy Rock. Like, <laughs> like, kind of like yeah, Kevin's not the attractive Jonas, we know that. And Kevin's since gotten married and had kids, so I find that a bizarre thing that he actually got to that point of going... Yeah, I want to yeah. do it. But I suppose they broke up in 2013, so they were still Jonasing at that point. Anyway, bizarre choice. Okay. Wow, how much do I know about the Jonas Brothers? I'm scared to admit. <laughs> are we ready? <laughs> Lucky we're not ranking our knowledge <laughs> Are we ready for the shortlist? So ready. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. Garrett Headland. I'd like him. I like him too, very much. Um, Friday Night Lights, the movie I believe he was in. Tron, Tron Legacy. Legacy. Oh, yes. Huh. Yep. Yeah, he would have gone all right. He's current. Aragon. He's current. Oh, um, Troy. He played Brad Pitt's cousin. He was. He was big gay. um, Patroclus. Patroclus. That's right. He's currently in a movie on Netflix with Charlie Hunnam and Ben Affleck and um, Pedro Pascal. Oh, sexy movie. Oh, and Oscar (laughs) Isaac. Ah, it's called Sex, the movie. (laughs) It's called War Sex because they're all like um, missionaries. No, no, no. Missionaries. (laughs) (laughs) the movie. Real talk, you get real talk here. Um, mercenaries, oh, I should say. Oh, that's a very different it's like, it's like me calling Middle Eastern people medievals. Yeah. The ratings Sorry. just changed a lot. Um, <laughs> we do have one listener to the last episode, and it's you. So. Yes. Um, okay, Garrett Hedlund, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Channing Tatum. Again, oh. just die. Go away. <laughs> Go away. Um, Sebastian Stan. Mm. Um, I just think they're looking for a square jaw for Steve mm. Rogers and his very baby, like, yeah. chubby baby mm. face. Um, Wilson Bethel, who ended up playing Bullseye in the last yeah. episode of Daredevil, last season of Daredevil. Yeah. Um, but a little bit old, I think, yeah. but then it was ten years ago, so, mm. when they cast. It's definitely the jawline, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, John Krasinski, and he was right up there. Um, oh, is that why you wanted to talk about Emily Blunt? Yeah, because Emily Blunt was yeah. cast as Black Widow, but yeah. then 20th Century Fox Jane. went, um, no, thank you with your contract. Yeah, and well, we the, own you. And now Disney like, well, now we own you, 20th Century Fox. <laughs> <laughs> See what you fuck us over, we fuck you right back. It's as simple as that. Um, Michael Cassidy? I don't know if he's related to David Cassidy yeah. or Sean Cassidy, if he's a Cassidy Cassidy. What's he from? I actually, let's have a look. Wait, no, isn't he O.C.? Yes, he is. OC and Zoom Academy for Superheroes. 
water. Wow. I don't Hello, know. Hello, Sarah. I know. I actually provide some. Oh, I, I, see yeah, I, I see it. Yeah. I see it. I see. Look at the jaw. Yeah. See? I see it. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't life. know what Zoom Academy for Superheroes is, but apparently you said Kate Mara's in it. Yes. Oh, it's okay. an excellent film for children, but one of my faves <laughs> to this day. I like Sky High, so. That's when they were talking last night at mm. the improv, just as an aside everyone, at the improv night about um, people going to watch children's movies and I'm like, don't even, it's what we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why have you got a problem with this? Um, Chase Crawford from Gossip mm-hmm, Girl. Mm-hmm. He's cute but he's very round. Yes. Jensen Ackles mm-hmm. from Supernatural. Who, fun fact, got cast as Hawkeye but denied, turned it down because he was so upset that he didn't get Captain America. So they actually offered him and said, the role is yours. The thing is, I'd say "Mm, you probably made a huge mistake, but at the same time, Supernatural is still going, so I feel like he's okay. Season 15, he's doing fine. I think he's fine. I I don't think we're at, oh, who was, I don't think we're at Terrence Howard stage. No, 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 no. No. Okay, and my two personal favourites. Yeah. Scott Porter mm. from Friday Night Lights, Heart of Dixie. He's cute AF. Oh, Check him out. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You enjoy Heart the smolder. You also need to see... Okay, so has anyone seen that movie, Music and Lyrics, with yes. Hugh Grant? He's the guy in the pop group with him at the end oh when God. they do the <laughs> 1980s. He's <laughs> Rex Racer. You will always be Rex Racer. Oh, I, I love him as Jason Street in Friday Night Lights TV series. He's so good. He's crippled. He's so cute and crippled. <laughs> Cute cripples. Rex Racer. Um, oh, it's my, in a wheelchair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but everyone, please do yourself a favour and watch a movie. Um, it's an okay movie. It's called The To-Do List. Um, it stars Bill Hader and it's written directed by his ex-wife, Maggie Carey, but he it's set in the 90, early 1990s and he plays like this beach bum guy and he literally sings Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard. Nice. Straight to the camera. Hot, hot, hot. Scott Porter. <laughs> And Mike Vogel. Look him up. Look him up. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Now, I feel... This is Travelling Pants. What up? Yeah. We probably need to make... Mike Vogel. I know. Sorry, I'm still having a moment. We need to make a movie with all of these people in it. Yes. Mm. Sex. I don't know. <laughs> there it is, that movie, Sex I 2. <laughs> sex 2, The Revenge of Sex. Yes. <laughs> sex Strikes Back. Um, so, what do we. So, knowing that that's the list, it's huge. What do we think of Chris Evans? I still support it. Oh, Sarah. Thank no. you for supporting my husband. You're so welcome. If you don't know Chris Evans, we're married, just so you're aware. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful wedding. <laughs> Um, I feel like I'm uneducated and I've seen all of these people in other roles, obviously, and like them in that, but I only know Captain America as Chris Evans, so I don't mm. have anything else to but that's to that. Okay, but that's good that he's probably still got that yeah. place. Like, it's not like you could go, oh, you're Jensen Ackles, I can't watch this movie now because mm. Jensen mm. Ackles. Yeah, no. Okay. Absolutely. What do you think, Gareth? Um, I didn't expect him to be... And I didn't expect him to be because he'd already been Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I wasn't The two Fantastic (laughs) Four movies. Yeah. Um, And I thought, why would you cross-pollinate your own cinematic universe? But that's not part of this. Which comedy movie was he in? 
Oh, not another teen movie. I own it. I watch it on a daily basis. I love him in it. And again, that sort of quirky, which is like the same sort of thing as Jensen Ackles, that not comedy, but that quirk, that guy that he sort of plays, I think, I think leaked into Fantastic Four, that character as well. Yes. Which is nothing like Captain America. And so when I cast him, I was like, oh, really? You're just that guy. And, but when you, I'm in love with him as Captain America. He's great and you can't see anyone else doing it. So. I, yeah. I think that because that was like his first breakout role, he had done a movie previously, and I can't remember the name of it, but Paul Dano and oh, Orlando Bloom's first girlfriend. Himself. Kate. <laughs> someone. She was in Win a Date with Tad. Oh, I know Winner. who she is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she, um, he, she, he was in a movie with them. Watch more then he got cast in Not Another Teen Movie. Um, and I actually find he has very good comic time. Like, his comic instincts are quite good. I think you see it more in Avengers. Um, but I think he was able to bring that from those terrible <laughs> Fantastic Four movies into a much more subdued version. Like, I, I like his little quirky, funny moments as Steve mm. Rogers in yeah. First Avenger. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, love the costumes. I love the costumes. Mm. I'm just saying. As apart from where I wasn't sure on Asgard, I like everything that they've done here. Um, I don't know about his helmet in his suit, mm. <laughs> but I do love that they kept the original comic suit. Yeah, with for, the wings on his with the wings head. on the head. Yeah. yeah, which is fantastic. And I think I've got another note about that. I wrote so many notes about that. Love the color palettes and the production design, and it's cinematic without being. Mm. It kind of like, it's almost like a throwback to those old movies of the 1940s, which is fantastic. Um, Anyone want to talk about that? What they think of the look of the production? Well, it definitely wasn't a Hulk where they just green... Greened everything. everything. (laughs) So... (laughs) Someone just put a piece of cellophane in front of the camera. Yeah. No, I liked it. Um, It was more realistic. Well, I'll talk about it when we talk about special effects. I love when they do, um, like, old movie cinemas. In movies, I think that's excellent, and I love how they did that in this film. Cool. Um, just a, a close for the other nerds out there. But what am I? Am I a geek or a nerd? We said I'm a geek, didn't we? Yeah, well, mm. yes. For other geeks. <laughs> I'm a nerd about this, but... Yeah, um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> oh, you can say it. It's fine. Um, for Doctor Who fans out there, Bucky's date at the World Exposition is Jenna Coleman, who was the 11th and 12th Doctor's companion, I do believe. Yep. Yes, good stuff. Thank you. I do not like Dominic Cooper in this movie. That's a fair call. As Howard Stark. That's a very bizarre casting. As Dominic Cooper. I just don't see very it. Very bizarre casting. I don't know why they did it. Can we think of anyone? Jensen Ackles would have been an amazing <laughs> Howard Stark. He would have actually would have been phenomenal. Thank he you. Would have turned it down because he already turned down Hawkeye. And he was um, crying. And he was crying. He's in crying in his impala from Supernatural. In <laughs> further ten seasons. Um, anyone on that list? Anyone that you just named as a, as a short list? Kevin Jonas could have played <laughs> Howard Stark. Okay, no, that's going too actually, far. Actually, you know what? I, yeah. No, I would have said. <laughs> That would have been funny. I actually would have paid to yeah. see that. No, I don't like him. I think he's average in the role. Do you guys like Dominic Cooper? I don't mind him. My issue is the continuity. Yeah. yeah. As, but as Gareth said in our... You need to let it go. Yeah, we need to let it go. We need to Elsa the F out of us anymore. But even if he looked similar, like, ignore the ages and whatever, 
if it looked like it could have possibly been the same person. John Slattery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But you don't pick, like, the round-faced guy and suddenly Absolutely. he turns yeah. into, yeah. like, long the face. long Yeah, thing. I agree. It's or Justin oh. Theroux. Yeah, right. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyone. I think it's just bad guys. Yeah, that Johnny was my Depp. issue. I don't mind him as a character. <laughs> but then Johnny Depp. I got hot. Johnny Depp would have looked old as, like, a... I don't think he looks old. I think he's starting to get puffy face, but I love him. I'm so hot in here right now. Sorry. It is just all this talk. Um, (laughs) So let's talk a minute about... um, Well, no, let's talk special effects, because then there's some other things that I want to talk about. Okay, Gareth, special effects. Start us off. Thought they were terrible. Thought this is the weakest (laughs) special effects one of all of them. Um, And like you said in your podcast that I listen to... Iron Man <laughs> holds up. This doesn't, particularly the scene after he's just turned and he's chasing um, Thor and Oakenshield through the streets. Oh, Richard <laughs> Armitage. <laughs> and that brown and whatnot and the way that he's running and you can tell it's fake. It's just, it's, yeah, I think the special effects are average in this. I hate Red Skull's makeup. I think oh, it looks so like much. someone's just attacked Hugo Weaving's face with Play-Doh. Yeah. You know why? Because <laughs> someone's just attacked Hugo Weaving's face with Play-Doh. <laughs> this is, yeah, I find bizarre. And, like, we're talking about the colour palette before. I don't like the what he's tried to do with the brown to try and make it look... Old. I know he's tried to do that because you've just had the most brightest, colourful Thor known to mankind. And now we're trying to set this in the 40s and going, okay, I'm doing my thing. And it's the same sort of thing that he did with Rocketeer. I just didn't like it. I think it affected oh, okay. the... I think it affected the special effects and made them look shit. Yeah, Re- yes, it. no, I, I quite like the mise on scene because you saw colour being added as he progressed. So the first thing you see, everything's bland AF. Yeah. Then you get the bright blue of the serum then you get the yellow of the taxi and then you get his uniform and then yeah. you get the number so I actually quite appreciated that. But that's... Well, I can appreciate what he tried to do I just think he failed yeah. on his ass but I actually, but, special but, effects but as, as result, in regards well, to shit. CGI and that kind of stuff, not a fan No, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. No Bad. I did like the scene where the guys have the blowtorches around him, that was kind of cool yeah, but that's about it. That one that moment was, Ooh. Yeah, that, Four seconds, yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. yeah. Considering, but considering as well that we just set a mo- the prior movie, we set on another planet, and we managed to have mm. Pride Bridge going everywhere and things arriving all over the place. <laughs> yeah, um, to then go into this and going, oh wait, you can't even set this in the forties, Jesus Christ! I think I think it shows the failings of Joe Johnson as a director. There, I said, sorry, Joe, not really. You suck. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Um, so a director who was up for it, which I think is interesting, was John Favreau. Mm. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't either, but I can obviously see what they wanted to do with it. Yeah. 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 I kind of feel I'm happy that they've gone, well, he did the Iron Man's and then Kenneth did the Thor's and going, okay, we're going to give somebody else a chance to give something different. Yeah, exactly. In regards to that, so the writers on this film are Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Mm. Now, these are the first... Writing pair that Happy will come back again and again and again Please and no. again. Yeah. So they've done all three caps. Yeah. They've done Infinity War. Yeah. They're doing Endgame. Yeah. Oh. They did Dark World. Oh. So I don't know how I f- McFeely <laughs> about them. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know if this script was as strong as. Well, the thing with writing thought. credits, since what annoys me about writing credits is. Somebody gets a credit if they've so much as written a word and they complain about it. Um, and it comes down Obviously, to... Obviously, Edward Norton did not complain about Hulk because well, he's Well, what's his name? Guillermo del Toro, blah, 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 Yeah. He's still credited with a whole bunch <laughs> of stuff of The Hobbit, although did nothing. It was just because he 
so creative differences he left, okay. Peter Jackson took over, but because there were tiny little... A question mark that he added on a page. Yeah, right, that's literally it. I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh, there it is, credit. And so I'm fine with the writings is that one could have been dominated by one and McFeely could have had some input and then Dark World literally could have been all the McFeelys. Yeah. And then this guy... So, yeah, it's bizarre just saying these two people have done the same thing, particularly when you have one movie that stands out as being fecking terrible. Fecking terrible. Fecking terrible. (laughs) So let's talk about the super serum. Uh, by the okay. way, Stanley Tucci is Dr. Erskine. He's brilliant in everything yes. he does. He's great. But I really enjoyed him in this. He was yeah. so beautiful. Um, so the super serum, as Dr. Erskine tells us, it enhances every part of you. Mm. So the inside and the outside. Now, I think Bucky is on the money when he says, um, Steve's like, no, I don't want to stay here. I've got to go into the army. And he's like, right, because you've got nothing to prove. Mm. So I kind of think when you look at the next couple of movies that you kind of get that whole feel that something that's been enhanced is his, I have something to prove. Yeah. Hmm. I have to be right all yeah. the time. I think there's definitely present in this movie and the fact that he was, he had the serum, became what it was, and then they relegated him to a dancing monkey sort of snow. Yeah. Mm. But then the whole thing was like, I've got something to prove. You give this for me. He says, you've made me for a reason. I was put here for a reason. And yeah. you're not using me. And he does that. So, yes, I agree 100% with that, that he still has from the get-go yeah. enhanced that thing Gareth of, like, I should be doing stuff. with Bucky. There's the <laughs> I will always agree with Bucky. And I love watching that in Civil War with him and Tony mm. because neither are backing down. Mm. But I actually feel like with Steve, like, you probably could if you listened to any type of reason, but... I think they're both good. Not... But anyway, different movie. Um, we need to watch because it's got... Links to Endgame. So that, yeah, so not sold on Red Skull and Zola. We've spoken about that. I just didn't like the... It's not that I don't like the villains. I understand why they're the villains, because in the comic books, Red Skull is obviously very prominently the main villain. But I didn't like what they did with them here. This is a major thing, and this is going to be a spoiler alert to the amount of Infinity Stones I'm going to give this at the end, so I don't know whether you want to talk about <laughs> oh, it now, dear. or whether you want to wait until later. We'll wait till later. Okay. Um, Peggy Carter. Love her. Love the ladies. Yeah. Peggy Carter. Now, Peggy in the books, in the comics, wasn't his love interest. They worked together. She's also not English. She's from Connecticut. Um... <laughs> But I liked the idea of making her English. That was like the allies thing. I enjoyed that. So, as we know, Sharon Carter in the comics is the love of his life and is a relation. Oh, God, I hate her so much. Um, (laughs) And in the movies, we do have Sharon Carter. She does arrive. Why did they create a romance in this first movie to then bring in her niece when he's thawed out? I don't. I don't like it. I don't get it. And I find Hayley Atwell's performance as Peggy Carter outshines frickin' Everly Van Camp's Sharon Carter on every level of life. Yeah. Although it's not that hard to outshine her. Oh, she's fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm so, like, I'm so sorry, but I just don't like her. Thoughts? Thoughts about Peggy? I um, love her. Yeah. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I want her back. At everything. Yeah, I want, yeah. Like, where are the ladies? This is one thing that, this whole scenario that only women can write women, and yet... Pepper Potts, Jane Foster, and Peggy Carter are phenomenally written, mm. creative, by men. different, yeah, yep. written by men. Have personalities are not just damsels in distress scenario. They, yep. And they're all three oh, different women. Oh, when she punches Hodge oh. straight in the face, yeah. <laughs> I love it. 
great. Look, I think she's great. I see why they made the love interest thing, because I think it'd be a very empty and short movie if they took that out. And then once you lose Bucky halfway through, spoiler alert. Because that's, to me, to me, that was the romance. That was the bromance. That's, yeah, it's and him that's, and Bucky. That's, yeah, and I agree, and that's the thing. But then when you've got him flying the plane at the end, you if there's no connection oh, at all. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That is the most distressing thing on the face of the earth when she just hears him go off and it's just her face with the tears and I'm yeah. like, I can't even, I can't even. So let's flash to imagining that conversation in between him and Tommy Lee Jones. Same thing. Same thing. Can't even. <laughs> Tears. But like, I'm sorry, Tommy Lee Jones. I've got here. Peggy. Tommy Lee. <laughs> Tommy Lee's amazing, but that I believe that's why they did it because he said that's that connection at the end there when you get yeah. to where once Bucky's have, gone. It's yeah. not a sacrifice. Yeah. You've got <clears throat> exactly. Just like oh, yeah. he went down. What a shame. He went down in World War Two. Oh my God, we lost someone. <laughs> Crap. Like yeah. Um, okay, I could talk about Peggy Carter forever because I think she's freaking amazing and I'm so glad she got her own TV series. Mm. I could only watch four episodes of it because I did want her to fuck on with Jarvis like there was no tomorrow. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you caps girl, turn it off. Don't watch. Don't watch I it anymore. Loved it. <laughs> I know. She had very controversial hair in this movie, if you did notice that. Mm. The girls, well, so women in the 40s. Would have their hairs up. Yeah, I'm not allowed to have her down and yet she was given... Sexy hair. That's because she's sexy. Yeah, right. Sexy. sexy. Um, I also like the callbacks to the comics. Um, Steve was went to art school. He was an artist, and they actually have that shot of him drawing yeah. in the book. And that drawing is actually partially Chris Evans, because Chris Evans also was accepted to art school. Um, How do you know that, Gillian? Because I love him, and ah, he is my husband. Got it. Sorry. Thank you. Um, so I thought that was interesting fact, hmm. fun fact. Um, and I love the pop cop, and I'll talk about this in another episode, but Captain America is the first MCU character who is ingrained in pop culture. So the contemporary world knows Tony Stark as being a billionaire philanthropist playboy, but Captain America was a film star. Mm. He did movies. He is on like... They published comic books about him. He did tours around the country. Like, he is ingrained in popular culture. And the only reference you get to that during the whole Avengers thing is Coulson and the trading cards. Like, yeah. you kind of think someone else would have brought something like, like <laughs> I saw, like, Ravage at the Sphinx, and I absolutely loved your performance. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> little things like that. I just, like, he's obviously a big deal. Mm. And I just feel that it's, he's not... Promoted so much as a big deal. Yeah, once, but I mean, I understand that there's a lot of Avengers that you have to balance, but I just think it's a really interesting thing to set up and then never really follow. Like you can always just put like those one little lines in. Hundred percent. You know, McFeely, are you listening? (laughs) Saying, (laughs) Um, nipples, tits were out in this. Were they titties? (laughs) Yeah. They were. I didn't know. Well, especially when he had his top off when he's transformed. Oh, well, that was, yeah. And I found that um, a really random choice to take look. nothing but your shirt off, please. <laughs> <laughs> your pants are going to grow with the transformation. Don't worry. They're, they're flexible. Just take your shirt off. Um, I'm not going to dispute the director's choice no, no, <laughs> on no, that no, one. argue about it. The no. lighting, the spritz. It was the spritz was great. <laughs> it was amazing. It hit all the right spots. Um, but when he's running in the white shirt, like, his boobs are moving. Mm. I'm like, yeah. mm, you might need a... <laughs> what's the thing from Seinfeld? A bro? Yeah. <laughs> a manzier. A manzier. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
Um, so I just wanted to put that in for Sarah. Nipples. Thank you. Mm. Appreciate it. Keep it. Keeping it in the MCU. <laughs> Um, so now we know it's Marvel. He's just... I'm just going to throw this random thought out because it's me. I haven't been well today, guys, so my mind's been all over the shop. So they take Cap's blood because they shoot Dr. Erskine, Erskine who has all of the research, so they mm-hmm. can replicate the program. Do we think they took his semen as well? No. Oh, that's upsetting. I think that's literally just your imagination. <laughs> I know what that you want to hear. That would be really quite smart, though, because then... Like... Don't indulge this, Sarah. Do you you could replicate. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what she says. It's locked away in your genetic code and, yeah. like, freeze that shit and put in an egg. What off were you, you thinking? And then breed your super soldiers. Yeah. Breed your super soldiers. 100%. Just, just putting it out there. Just saying. Um, as I said, okay, love the pop culture angle. I loved that it had a musical number. Anyone oh, else? Yes. <laughs> Anyone Highlight. else? Highlight of the movie. So good. Um, and written by... Um, Disney cartoon composer extraordinaire Alan Menken, who is known for Little Mermaid, um, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, also did a little thing called Little Shop of Horrors, which was fantastic. (laughs) Like, so good. So good. Um, Loved it. Okay, so we've talked about Peggy and the Romance. It's a great band. Peggy. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that you're not a fan of people falling in love over three minutes. Yeah, but that was fine. I've got, I've got, this I've got, is fine. This is I've excellent. got Peggy and Cap Sarah's thoughts. Um, well, it was over several months, so, and they actually had time to develop their friendship and then their relationship, which I think is a little bit... They also didn't go on a date. Yeah, exactly. And like, she they was were the, getting to that point. I'm going to use yeah. a trigger word. She was the aggressor in the relationship, mm. too. Yeah, she was like, sure. yeah. <laughs> he kissed another chick, so I'm just going to shoot yeah. his gun at you. And it was that moment that I looked over at Gareth in the movie and went, yes. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. I like her. I'm in. No, I loved it so much. Okay, all right. So we're all for Peggy and Cat. Or are we... For Steve and Bucky, or Stucky as they're known in slash fiction online. <laughs> the world online. is all for Stucky. Mm. He enters that war for Bucky. There is no other reason that he goes looking for the 107 except for the fact that it's James Buchanan Barnes. And can we just talk about the fact that Bucky is actually Jimmy Barnes? That's his name. <laughs> mind blown! Sarah's literally mind blown. Just putting it out there. <laughs> I love that a little bit. But he, like, he's literally sitting there drawing his little monkey, and, and she's like, like, "That's the one oh seven. Oh, okay. okay. I'm now going. Now to go I'm going to gonna do something, shit. and I'm not listening to fucking anyone. Yeah. Off I go. Yeah, for him. For um, him. I feel like they should get together mm-hmm. at some point. And if Scott Lang has some type of quantum time vortex thing where you can go into in like different realities. God, there needs so. to be one. There needs to be, like, mm. LGBT, Stephen Bucky line of it's life. It's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Oh, yeah. It needs to be and hard. That's, yeah, <laughs> it has to be very hard. Mm. Um, and also, this movie is the first time that Bucky picks up the shield. Correct. Now, the first of three times. First of three times. So Bucky infamously takes on the mantle of Captain America after Steve's death by Sharon Carter, I'd like to point out, in the freaking comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about that later. Um, <laughs> and Bucky takes it on and we start to preempt that um, when he picks it up in the train before he's blasted off the side of it. And he looks so cute with it. It looks way bigger than on him than it does yeah. on Steve. I like the way that they did <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think 
that that's it until we're at the credits. Anyone want to talk about anything? I'll get to it when we do the start, and then we do the um, <laughs> Infinity Stones. Okay, okay large all right. rant. So, oh, <clears throat> yeah. We go back to the same type of feel that the Hulk did. So we have a mid credit sequence, but it actually occurs at the end of the film, and then we have the animated yeah. credits. Um, so he wakes up in 2011. So we've all just had our heart broken, but there's like the hope of the patriotic idea of America is the little kid's got the garbage can painted like Cap, and he's going to live on in everyone's memory because he's Captain America. And then he wakes up. And he knows something's wrong because the baseball game he was at, so it's obviously <laughs> not, not live. live, runs through the streets and the one thing he's upset about is that he missed his date with Peggy Aww. and everyone died a little on the inside. I like to feel that the person that played that out-of-date baseball game got fired. Like, it's not God, the shield anymore. So. Like, of all, you had one job. <laughs> one. I like to think it's Agent Sitwell and he's done it on purpose. It's just those little Hydra <laughs> oh, things shit. that start to come oh, in. No, it's way below him. It's literally somebody in very low pay grade. Like some intern that's yeah, just Yeah, can you please in, go like... down to the cell and grab something from this year? Oh, like this year will do. No, but yeah, but probably not even that year. We're looking for a 1940s baseball game. Like, work it out. Um, okay. Yeah, you're, you're shield. You're better than that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because what are they... But what is he? A code... When he's running out of the building, oh, they say yeah, code... Yeah. I want to say code blue or code... Yeah, or 16. Or yeah, um, there's a code for uh, awakened frozen he's man ru- running through. The intern has ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. That's amazing. So then we have the normal credits, then the end credits, he's boxing, and Nick Fury is there to give him a mission about saving the world, yep. which then segues into the Avengers trailer. Hurrah! That's Captain America! It's a, and we also get Captain America will return well in Avengers. Yeah. Which is our next one in our last Phase 1 movie, thanks Hooray. to Gareth's knowledge. Um, okay, so... I suppose we're up to um, scoring it. Now, Gareth, would you like us to go the way that we did yes, yesterday? Do it. Okay. Do it. I'm giving it four stars. Shock. <laughs> I actually am shocked. I thought you would rate it higher. I really don't like what they did with Red Skull. I okay. wasn't 100% sold on special effects like the CGI and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed Thor as a whole much more. More. But I never liked Steve Rogers. I never liked mm. Captain America in the comics. Like, I never really read them because it didn't interest me. Like, yeah. I'm not an American, so I don't understand their culture. Not about like fighting for No, not at all. And he seemed like not a douchebag, but just a bit of a gung-ho bro. Mm-hmm. Well, he was, well, he was written in 63 by, for Stanley to try and do... They brought him back, yeah. For the Cold War. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the first yeah. Captain America okay. sort of thing was, yeah, it was sort of done like something. Okay. Like, oh, more that then. And then, yeah, it's sort of, yeah. It was that sort of thing. We're at that, we're at that time in America where we need that sort of hero thing to yeah. be America. I hold my hand out and a bald eagle comes down. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's just like justice for all. Yeah, the comic Captain America is just like you said, he's a bit of a douchebag. But Chris Evans to me brings a real humanity to the role. Like I love yeah. Steve Rogers, not so much Captain America. Like I love that character and what he's done with it. I love that he's doing it to stop bullies. Like that's his main goal. Yeah, is, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't like bullies no matter what form. And yeah. I'm like. Yeah, the angel. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready change, for your president in 2016 because you're going to love him. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm giving it four. Katie? Yeah, I'm going to go four. I didn't. Similar. Like, storyline was really good, but I didn't find I got as caught up in it as I did with 
Okay. And I am in too. So I got real emotional the whole thing. It was like a roller coaster for me. So I'm gonna go four, six. You're gauntleting. Oh, gauntleting. No. Oh. No, I'm gonna go five. Okay. Let's go five. Let's not push it too much. It's not my fave, but she's up there. Yeah, she is up there. Yeah. She's up there. Yeah. I was an emotional wreck. <laughs> Yes, Gareth. <laughs> he comes the SO. Everybody brace yourself. I'm giving it two. <gasps> okay. <laughs> so when I first saw this, I felt, I remember feeling that it felt rushed to get to the Avengers. We've sort of already done two Iron Man's that's and we've done fair. four. That's a fair, that's a and fair I comment. I feel like this was thrown of like, oh God, we need to get this guy in because we need, like, he's technically the leader of the Avengers and needs to be done and we want to push to this thing. His doesn't connect really to the Avengers, like Thor and Loki sort of does that and then we've had the Avengers initiative so yeah to me it felt like it was just pushed out there to get to that I hate Red Skull more than anything yeah <laughs> the whole concept of it and I hate the idea that it's set in a period of time where Adolf Hitler was literally killing millions of people millions of people were being gashed tortured and this Red Skull supervillain killed six people in that movie Bucky like, being one of them, he didn't kill any of the 107. He actually killed Nazis. He killed Nazis. <laughs> he killed more Nazis than he did anything else. And we're dedicating the thing of like, we need to stop. And he's like, I will take over the world. You've done nothing. Hitler is actually taking over the world right now. The person you've defected from yeah. is doing what you want to do. Person, the person that you don't think is doing the, the job, job, you're giving every type yeah. of cover to do yeah, that right, job. Yeah, is doing that job and you are doing nothing. And all we watched him do was lose his... Like, you're going backwards. Like, you're not doing anything. And then he's like, I'm just, I'm going to have the power of the gods. You have nothing. You're doing, you're the worst villain <laughs> in the actual world. Like, and the fact that it was dedicated, of course, to Captain America, the super soldier was put against Hydra. The Hydra salute is ridiculous. But there are, there are worse things going on in Radio that Radio Gaga. Time. Yeah, right? <laughs> there are worse things going on in that period of time, yet we're dedicating this is the supervillain, this is who we need to stop, and this whole regiment of armies going towards this guy who's not doing anything. Mm. Like, I've invented these weapons that vaporise people. You know what? One bullet's all it takes. <laughs> Bam. Done. Thanks. So, I feel like, yeah, and, like, chemical warfare, the worst things have been done, and he flew the plane that had the bombs and, again, got... Didn't get anywhere. Okay. Like, I'm sorry about it. I'm going to bomb... Yeah, I'm going to bomb America. Well, you know what? The Japs have beat you to that. Um, and then I've got these Not massive... Wrong, I'm going to launch and atom things. Well, the Americans are going to beat you with that when they take out Japan. <laughs> so you're not doing anything revolutionary. Like, considering that Loki tried to take out Jotunheim... Yeah. In Thor and that regard sort of thing. And just, it was just... But this is what I'm talking about, the writers. Because I feel that this team, as such... There are, I'll say, plot failures in mm. all of the movies that they've done. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. So they're I'm not very amazing interested writers. in how they got back on board when you had amazing writers for the first four movies. Yeah. Mm. So I don't. Yes. So for that that reason, the CGI I think is just average. Yeah, no, I agree. And with so that. it's set, but. Having said that, I said I do love Chris Evans. I love what he's done with it. Yeah, you've given Captain America the same amount of stars I gave The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, right. <laughs> so as a movie, no, it's two. He's phenomenal, right? He is yeah. great, and it's given a great platform for him to then be so much better in the Avengers, and then infinitely better in Winter Soldier, and then by the time we're at that point, before we even get to Age of Ultron everyone's getting to that point where we love him. And to the point where he walks out of the shadows in Infinity War and, and people in the audience yeah, clap. Cheered. Who claps cheered. in the movies? Which Me. hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and so we saw that how many times? And I remember at least four times 
when it happened, people clapped and the cheered. The only and time it didn't happen when I saw it, because I saw it a lot, was the week that it left the cinema, because I was in there with three other people. Yeah. That was well, it. that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the fact that he got to that point, he's great. Bring him on. He's fantastic. Red Skull, terrible. Stanley Tucci, great. Bucky. Oh, we know how I feel about yeah. Bucky. <laughs> but, no, as a movie, it felt it was rushed, felt it was done to get to that point. Okay. And, look, great landing platform, but kind of like on that whole Captain Marvel sort of thing, it's like, we need to get this out of the way now. Um, I think Captain Marvel's a better movie. But, anyway, point is, two. Get okay, two. so let's see what our average is then. I'm dragging it down, peoples. I'm dragging <laughs> oh. it down. It is. So we have to decide, do we go up from 0.5 or down? (laughs) Well, that depends. Where does it rank it? Well, it will put us... If we give it a three... We can give it a three. Um, It still puts it two above the Hulk. So I'm okay with that. Not hard. Yeah. What would you rate the Hulk? What would I rate the Incredible Hulk? Yeah. I'd give it a two. Yeah, I gave it a two. Yeah. Sweet. But one oh. of those stones was just for Edward Norton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought Edward Norton was great. I think it was an improvement on what was done. I think it's a hard character to do. And, yeah. So at the moment, our Iron Mans are tied with five. Mm-hmm. Then we have Thor, then Cap, then Hulk. For our there phase ones. That's, I'm happy with that. Well yeah. done, everyone. Yeah. But we've still got the Avengers to, to finish off. For phase one. Um, thank you again to everyone for being here. Like, we've never been going a whole week. I can't believe it. It's great. Well done. Yay. Good work, teams. Um, I'm, I am looking forward to The Avengers. I actually haven't watched it in a very, very long time. Oh, it's my go-to movie. That and Speed Racer are just on the all the time. <laughs> I can't stand Speed Racer. It's the best movie in the world. Don't know what you see that it's it kills me. It's the best me. movie ever. You haven't seen Zoom Academy. That's true. That may, <laughs> may overtake Speed Racer, but Speed Racer for me is the most underrated movie in the I world. I love that you like movies called Speed and Zoom. Yes. <laughs> we have in common. Um, okay, guys, thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow for the Avengers. And Woo. as always, don't be a fucking casual. And uh, we, we will deep fry your kebab. Correct. <laughs> there is no multiple deep fries <laughs> and kebabs. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.